Welcome back to Baywatch. This is Dina here with Rachel and Will to recap chapters 39 to 43 of The Serpent in the Wings of Night. Things are getting real here. We have the rest of the Crescent Moon trial. We have some serious daddy issues. We have a makeout, a full-on makeout coming up, and it's going to be a good one. Before we get to all of that, though, we do get a few more moments in our beloved cave that we never want to leave, but I do think we might have to. Let's get into it. Rachel, do you want to set the scene for us? Gladly. Araya wakes up all cozy, mosey, and warm and safe, but she wasn't in a bed. She was lying on hard, gritty stone and against a warm wall, a man wall. Oh, oh not a wall of stone, a wall of man. Mm. Love to wake up against a man wall. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. I'm I like to I like to sleep separately, but in in my head I like to. Theoretically. <laughs> like the Victorians or something. <laughs> no, I just like I'm not a sleep cuddler. Mm, but because yeah. I get too hot. Yeah. But in a cave, I guess you do kind of need warmth. Yeah. So maybe maybe if I were in a cave if I were in a cave, I'd probably want to sleep against a man wall. I've never been in that situation, but I will let you know if I ever am. Keep us posted. I shall. Okay, so she wakes up, spooning the man wall. She turns over to find Rain looking down at her and smirking. It's a little bit awkward. He tells her that she snores to kind of, like, break the silence, make levity. So cute. Rain has healed a ton overnight thanks to that sweet, sweet O blood. (laughs) Type O. He's feeling pretty good. So they're in their cave. They talk about how the trial is meant to... Mirror Nyaxia's rescue of Alaris, her husband. This is the darkest part of Nyaxia's story. When she and her husband had broken out of prison once, but then Alaris, the husband, was lured back to the White Pantheon with the promise of amnesty for Nyaxia. But it was a trap, and the other gods actually dragged him out to the empty plane between the divine and mortal worlds. And Nyaxia realizes all too late what had happened. She tears apart the Deadlands. I don't know what they are, but they're Deadlands. Mm-hmm. Looking for him, but she was too late. And by the time she reached him, her husband had been decapitated and left to rot. This sounds horrible. This is like tough stuff. This is not like let's have my people like play out my journey to remember me and how great I am. Like this, I don't know. God is having all of these like puppet people like play out her most traumatic moments and i can't tell if this is like some kind of immersion therapy where by confronting her pain she's healing it or if it's like really sickening for her to just keep having them act out this moment which feels really fucking horrible yeah not to get ahead of ourselves but i do wonder in the second book like i wonder why Nyaxia created the vampires yeah this makes me think perhaps to have them destroy the other gods and or the other gods creations. yeah i hope we get a lot more and of this the is gods. maybe part of like yeah. indoctrination yeah oh good point yeah. tbd so they know that the trial is going to sort of mirror that in some way they are in sort of a deadlands type place and figure there's an end point that they need to get to to finish the trial They emerge from their cave to find that this deadly mist has gotten worse. It hurts the skin that it touches. 
that's bad. Mm -hmm. Smart little Araya realizes that the mist works in a pattern. So there's basically a brief reprieve every 90 seconds or so. Can you imagine? I mean, Araya for EPA administrator, like... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like air quality intuitions are top notch. This general trial, a lot of Hunger Games. Yes. You know, yes. A borrowing, maybe reference, maybe a slight reference to like a, a lover's cave, a deadly mist. Mm-hmm. That's like the second Hunger Games. Anyhow, I mean, God bless. Hunger Games was great. Mm-hmm. It's fine. So, how are they going to get to the end point that's quite far away? Rain sees, like, a gold thing way far in the distance, and his sight is better than Araya. She can't even see it, but they figure that's where the end point is. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to get there when the mist is, like, burning them upon contact? I don't and know. there's only these brief little things. Yeah. Rain has the idea to go nick a magical cloak off of a dead Shadowborn vamp. And the plan is basically for Rain to, you know, when the mist has its brief reprieve, Rain is going to carry Araya and basically move as quickly as possible. And then once the mist comes back, they're going to drop to the ground. She's going to, like, be in the fetal position. He's going to cover her, and then the cloak is going to cover them. Honestly, the best of the best plan we could probably get in this situation. Yeah, it's not bad, especially when we find out what Ibrahim had to do. Mm. Um, we'll get to mm-hmm. that. So they keep doing this over and over again. They're kind of like some combo of running and flying, I think. Who can say? They're getting closer to the end point when all of a sudden Rain realizes that they are in Salone, the city where Araya was born. Oh, shit. Major Rishin city. Or what was yeah. once the city and is now a ruin. Everything is destroyed. Yeah. Vaporized. Like nuclear bomb level destruction. Yeah. Vincent basically nuked a city. It turns out a city of half a yep. million people. So... I do believe at this point we're safely moving Vincent from the sort of morally gray column to the <laughs> bad. Like, For yeah. sure. When you're nuking half a mil, that gets it's tough. It's like pretty full genocide at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I do think you're right. I think that does move him over one or two categories. Yeah, that's war crimes. That's yep. probably genocide. Not great. And Araya realizes that it smells like the aftermath of Asteris and explosives, which is just like it smelled 16 years ago when Vincent found her there. Oh, I missed that part. Which again, sorry, I'm just like, yes, honey, when he killed everybody that you ever knew the first time. Yeah, well, she's finally our girly is really having to confront this head on. Yeah. Her and Rain are completely sort of rocked by this. They don't really have much time to kind of process because they're in the middle of this deadly mist. And then Ivan pops up and attacks them. Classic Ivan. Yeah. And so she, you know, she couldn't help but think of Nyaxia, which, yes, I mean, Nyaxia did this. She wanted you to think about (laughs) Nyaxia um, because, yeah, Nyaxia did what did to them what she had an experience of being too late to save, you know, a person or a place that she loves. Or 500,000 of them, yeah. Yeah, or 500,000. Anyways, Ivan pops up. I think he's sort of on the verge of killing Araya, but Rain rips him off and hurls him away and says, don't fucking touch her. Standing up for his girl. I, I do put this in like the the sort of category of like, who did this to you? Mm-hmm. That's like a little category there that I enjoy. Wait, what? Uh, well, like, so Rain does this sort of throughout the book a little bit of like, 
when they call her a whore, like, don't you fucking say that oh, about her. I see. Or, like, yeah. don't touch kind her. Kind of traditional male protectiveness. Right. But in a more, it's, like, a slightly more, like, positive toxic masculinity in the sense that it's like slightly possessive but in a way where he's like standing up for her so it's okay you know what i mean it's giving like that whole yeah that whole category giving me some staten island energy Dana. for sure but i don't want you to say that because it's it's often paired with a like i know you can take care of yourself but i'm so angry because i care about you that like i'm gonna step in but i'll yeah. just take care of you for yeah. the foreseeable future yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he throws ivan off of her but then angelica who's ivan's partner arrives she gets into the melee of it all and tells rain let him go or i'll fucking kill her rain another nessanin another reference do you want that let him go which by the way at this point feels like a lot of people know about nessanin and somehow i was gonna say who is rain seems like a public figure araya is so observant she's so smart and yet we don't know who nessanin is because araya hasn't figured it out yet and honestly i would expect better of her. She's not gossiping as much as she should be. I know gossip has some utility. Yeah. That's why we do it. That's the evolutionary That's purpose That's of gossip. That's why it's all good. So you know like yep. who's going to kill you and who's going to help you. If I were her, I'd be like, okay, now like let's obviously we're all about to die, but like let's <laughs> yeah. put a pin in that. We're going to circle back to this. who is this bee. But I'm a jealous right. girly, okay? If I heard that once, you best believe I'd be on Google. You best believe I'd be searching, you know, LinkedIn. Oh, on Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it must be like, you know, Nessa must have been his old paramour, right? And like was killed tragically. That has to be it, right? I don't know. Or like he he probably like caused her death, but didn't mean to. Everyone needs, yeah, everyone needs a paramour's death who they feel guilty of about course. for. Yeah, you need your training wheels. Yep. You know, you need your training. You need your first training, like your starter relationship, where you accidentally cause her death. Mm-hmm. Always, <laughs> you learn a lot. You have a lot of personal growth, and then the second time, you're ready to be better and like not cause her death. Right. Even though you're also consumed by the guilt. Yeah. Right. You have that trauma that the other person can like help you work through. Right. Which I feel like is important. Yeah, and that trauma, probably, you've you've had that probably for a solid century. Mm-hmm. So you've really, it's really taken its toll and really like Mm -hmm. you've had a lot of personal growth if you're you know a 200 plus vampire so looking forward to learning about this nessa but yeah so she's like i'm gonna kill you if you don't let ivan go he's like sure i'll let him go and tosses him like over a cliff or whatever (laughs) another classic move yeah okay i guess that worked because angelica like screams out with grief (laughs) and sorry rip pour one out for ivan we hardly knew ye so yeah Rain picks up wounded Araya. She's really wounded again. Obviously, she got fucking stabbed at some point. Again, I didn't pay attention, but I think Angelica <laughs> she does. Did it she's or constantly yeah. just getting nicked and knocked in. She's always getting stabbed every time. So yeah, safe to say by the end of every trial, she's like on death's door. Not quite, but like she's wounded really badly. They just kind of fly through to the finish line fast, fast, fast. They're burning. They're gonna die, but they make it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they get through the gate or whatever. They find Ibrahim waiting there. His, I'm not even going to fully get into it, but his wings are basically in tatters because he used them to protect his face and stuff. Can I actually just say, just, this was so sad. And I feel like every time we see Ibrahim, he's dealing with something, like, obviously this is all, like, traumatic and tragic, but it feels like he's always in such a tragic or traumatic situation, right? Like, he had to kill his own partner to survive. His, like, wings are 
fucked up and horrible. I mean, that and... might be. <laughs> that might, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, fine. That's one, yeah. He, yeah. He killed. But the, it's but just yes, like, yeah. a lot of it is rain in a way where we are meant to and we do feel so bad for him this whole time. And, you know, it's set up now to the point where, like, he's probably going to die in the final thing. And it's like, why have we been tortured by just like loving the sweet boy and is nothing going to happen to him except that he dies. And like, what was the point of telling us all of this except to like cause me personally emotional pain. He did try to like kill Ori at one point. Yeah, but they both are like, I like you. This sucks. Yeah. They were apologetic about it. Uh Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. I don't really like, I, I sort of thought we would get more Ibrahim. Like, like outside yeah. of a trial, Me too. maybe like they would have a right. conversation. But Alas. sometimes that's just Alas. life in the vampire world, you know. I guess, that but I'm just breaks. not happy about it because I do love our sweet boy. Sweet boy, but for now yeah. he made it Gone through too soon. Yeah, so they get there eventually. Angelica is going to come through the gate as well, and so she's going to be the fourth and final contestant in addition to the other three. The minister, excuse me, yeah, recant. <laughs> I shall. The minister is also waiting for them. He tells them that, surprise, the final trial is going to take place tomorrow rather than in three weeks because it's not guaranteed that Sivrinage will even exist in three weeks. They're a little bit aghast at this revelation, a little confused. And he said, let me clear it up for you. (laughs) Let me paint a picture and the automatic doors of the Coliseum slowly slide open to reveal that hundreds of Rishon vampires are staked to the Coliseum walls. Eep. Yeah, not not great. I feel like if I were her, this is when I would, like, ask for an extension. You know what I mean? Like, maybe what if we just, like, pause the rest of this thing until this whole war is over, you know? But I guess Nyaxia has got to have her, her victor. Your soft millennial, your soft millennial <laughs> upbringing is showing, Dina. Seriously, like other generations didn't just get participation trophies <laughs> and extensions whenever they wanted. Yeah, like grow a thicker skin. Just sometimes do you just it. have to deal with. Life but I'm as like, it comes okay, when you. I donated my blood to you, you said I'd have a couple weeks to, you know, heal all my injuries from when I keep getting stabbed. But they don't have that. No, they don't. We get another interlude. Listen, I'm going to keep it brief on this one. In short, Vincent makes Araya kill her assailant slash former lover. Which I think had been, I think we had probably guessed that that's what he made her do at this right. point. Also, is this foreshadowing? Who's to say? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. You it tell me. Maybe it's not. Oh, gosh. Well, that's troubling. Things to highlight along the same tune of the daddy issues. He said, I warned you long ago that you were never safe with anyone but me. I warned you, and this is the consequence. Okay, is it? Is it, or is this a classic? Okay. I mean, I guess not classic, but very clear, manipulative, (laughs) abusive behavior of... Yeah, this is just like a... This, I do recognize this from real life. Oh, you were close Um, to somebody else now... You have to kill them because I can be the only person in your life. A lot of this, I feel like I don't really need to dwell on. It's not it's not the most interesting to me. But the one quote that I did take from this is the following. 
Years later, when the girl was a grown woman, she would decide that the boy did not mean to hurt her that night, that he had not yet understood his newly turned vampire impulses. It did not change what he did. It did not make it any less unforgivable. It only made vampires more dangerous. They could love you and still kill you. And... Yeah, that hit me in a way. I think I'm fortunate enough to not have gone through that sort of experience, but I think I kind of get it on a more global sense of, like, when you're older. I don't know, looking back on experiences and realizing that, like, that person was not he or she, like, didn't mean right. to hurt you or was not a horrible person. It just... Which is ultimately what makes it more tragic, right? It's not like this kid was... Yeah evil or you know it wasn't black and white like he actually did care about her even though he hurt her well and i think the the insight that even well-meaning people can hurt you seems very core to her yeah. trust issues and it's true yeah it's not wrong after the coliseum rain and araya get back to their apartment they're in bad shape especially araya she is continuing to struggle with the truth. She has learned about Saline and Vincent. She's sort of in disbelief. She's kind of talking it through with Rain. And in that conversation, she reveals to him that she was going to ask Nyaxia for a Coriatis bond with Vincent so that she could go back to Saline. Mm -hmm. Rain loses it over this. He says she's too smart for that. Vincent is using her and using her power. The bond would prevent her from ever hurting him or acting against him. And he says, you need to ask yourself some hard questions. Why is he afraid of you, Araya? What does he get from and this? And we are all asking some questions, such as, what does he want from her? <laughs> and what does he get from this? Yeah. If you're still asking it, I guess it doesn't get answered in this book. But I still think that, like, what's going on with, like, she's not just an average human girl. What is this latent? Well, we get, I will say, we get some answers to this. I think there's a lot that I want to talk about because, I don't know, Will, if you agree. To me, it's not like... Oh, there's like a clear cut answer. There's like a lot to dig through and probably more that we learn. Yeah, I don't remember. I always kind of breeze through the end of a Will. book. I'm like, Ugh. I was here for to be in the world. The I don't end of this end. book is so sort of, you know, no, it's great. It's great. I just details escape me until we reread it. I just like that. She was sort of having a having a real. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting the people's history of the United States. Like, yes. <laughs> version right. of history right. from rain. And it's blowing my mind. Are we an empire? Oh my god. Did we like did have we done grievous harm to many different people? <laughs> wow. What? No. But it seems that way. Yeah. A side note that I that just came to my mind was like she always had these little bits of magic. And Vincent made sure she was trained physically as best she could be as a human, but he definitely wasn't like going to get her the best magic tutor in all the land. And I think, right? I don't know, I just, when he's like, oh, why is he afraid of you, Araya? I think there's all these hints that, like, there could be more to her. But I'm also thinking about what, how he prevented her from finding those things out. Yeah, I feel like we should circle back. For sure. Okay. So even though Araya's worse for wear and should really rest, she storms out and sets off to see Vincent. She arrives to the castle and is seeing it in a new light all of a sudden. It used to smell like roses, and now she realizes everything sort of smells like sour, rotting blood a little bit, etc. So the veil has been dropped, mm. shall we say. Uh, she demands to see Vincent. She confronts him about Saline and hiding the truth from her. He grabs her wrist, drags her down the hall to the railing that overlooked the feast hall. She sees a alarming 
yes. spread, yeah, if you will, yep. on the table. Mm-hmm. Human not spread, not cheese, not fruit. Not it's not a cheese. There's no fondue. situation. It's not a buffet, mm-hmm. you know, of non-human variety. Yeah, there are, there are a bunch of humans lying on the table. Like steak. Uh, Some of them are staked to the table. Oh. It's absolutely vile. I feel like all Vincent has with her is fear. And so she's getting angry with him. And he's like, I got to make her afraid again. She's obviously reeling from this. She can't breathe. She wants to vomit. And she's asking how long had he been doing this and how did I not see it? Which I do wonder kind of how you managed to conceal for 23 years that this sort of stuff is going on. Right. Not totally clear to me. But, I mean, it's wartime, so there's like an increased sort of... Right, like it's worse now because they're in war. Right. But even still, you'd think Mm -hmm. that there would be some like lesser feasts of this nature that she would have seen but for some reason she's she's been kind of kept away from it this whole time well i think he did a lot of you can't be at the feast because you are Mm -hmm. in danger and perhaps oh yeah he had a dual purpose there in which she was in danger but he also was trying to hide the truth that's a very good point vincent says look at them these aren't people they are livestock You never would have allowed yourself to be one of them because you are better than them. I made you better. I gave you teeth and claws. I made your heart steel. Do not pity them. They are less than you. It's giving sports dad who makes their son do all the football stuff. And then the the son wants to quit in 11th grade to do art or music or something. And the dad's like, I made you. This is who you are. You're nothing without me. Wow. I agree. And he says, I want you to be my daughter in every sense because you're more like me than you have ever been like them, little serpent. She thinks he was right and I hated it. And she responds, today I am ashamed of that. Damn. And this is when Vincent snaps. Daddy Night King snaps, grabs her arm, slams her against the wall and says, do you want to be my enemy instead? And it's very scary. Normal thing to say. As soon as they say one thing against you for the first time they've said one thing yeah i think it's all this is all very telling i think there's a lot more to talk about when we get to end of the book here but it is interesting truly and we've noted throughout the number of times she has wanted to say something to her father and she hasn't because she knows some reaction will be sparked and she was 100 percent right yeah and he sure is quick to go from beloved daughter to enemy right on this you know on top of his genocide yes so sort of personal and professional foibles (laughs) yeah (laughs) foibles yeah when he says do you want to be my enemy instead she replies i forget what she says exactly but her voice wavers and she says that sort of like triggers him to transform back into father figure and he's horrified with himself he steps back of course, he's not going to say sorry. No, no, of course say sorry, but he's horrified. I and mean, basically, she runs out and he does not follow her. So, you know, I think he was right when they were having their nice little dancey dance, send my daughter off to college moment that things wouldn't be the same afterward. So there is some fallout. He's genociding. She's like, maybe you suck. Yeah. What does our girl do when she's in a state of emotional turmoil? Kill some vamps. Commit capital offenses. (laughs) Yeah. She does some vigilante justice. That is a valid form of therapy. (laughs) We won't, we shan't say otherwise. We do. Yeah. Um, Like we wouldn't want to, we wouldn't want to imply 
that our readers shouldn't follow suit if they feel like that would help. No, I do think we all have our coping mechanisms. That's a joke. Obviously, we're not <laughs> legally liable for any vampire murders. You Don't worry. We, we wouldn't be for that. That's good to hear. I don't really understand crime. Don't worry. That's my opinion as a lawyer. Uh, we would not be oh, liable goodness. for that. That's not incitement. So don't worry about it. Um, we're in the clear. Thank God. Uh, anyways... Off to the human slum. She's just going on a killing spree. And there's really a lot of vampires to kill because her and Rain have been sort of tied up with their other um, foibles, their other exploits. It's not what foibles means. <laughs> what are foibles? You just said foibles. So I, I don't said know what it means. It's like your flaws. I think it's like your flaws. Okay. They have not been able to sort of clear out all the scumbags. So they're really teeming <laughs> with scumbags at this point. So she's it's great because she really needs to kill a lot to kind of get some things off her chest. Right. Instead of feeling her feelings. Right. She's killing. She's killing. Rain finds her as she is stabbing the shit out of a lifeless corpse <laughs> of a vamp. I think it's like her fourth of the night, something along those lines. She's really going to town. <laughs> and he says, I appreciate your thoroughness, but I think he's dead. His eyes softened as they flicked back to me. I really did try not to notice or care that they drank me in the same way he drank in sunshine. Okay. You're definitely not noticing or caring, for sure. Yeah, definitely not noticing or caring. I love when I'm stabbing the fuck out of someone <laughs> and my boyfriend is, like, looking at me like You've he never looked more sunshine. beautiful than in this like, moment. <laughs> yeah. Gorgeous. It's almost dawn, and Rain has been looking for Araya everywhere, which I feel like he should have just gone to the human slums. Maybe he was in the human slums the whole time. She was at Vincent's. But, like, I think we all know mm -hmm. where she is. She's killing people in the human slums, usually. He asks about the marks on her arm from where Vincent grabbed her, and she tries to lie, but he sees right through that. Yep. Yeah, she's not a liar. She's bad at that. Yeah. His lips curl with pure hatred. As if those few little bloody marks were just as great of a crime as the destruction of Salome. He does care about her. He cares about her. Half a mil, people. Half a mil. One Araya. Somebody gripped your arm? Yep. I'm going to kill them. Yep. Araya is still in fight mode and is trying to push him away. We're doing our emotionally distancing journey mm -hmm. right now. Just hurt, hurt, hurt. Push, push, push. And he says, I know what this is, and I'm not doing this with you. If you want to get kicked out of the Kajari because you don't make it back to the Moon Palace before dawn, fine. I'll let you. Which, like, do you think that means you die? Like, will Nyaxis smite you? No. Or do you just get out? Right, like, that seems, do like, that. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but they've come so far, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. So... They're the types who probably wouldn't quit. Yeah. We're, we're obviously the types <laughs> so who would quit. So long ago. We would have quit long before this. We'd be dead, but if not, we would have quit for sure. Uh, Already. So she says, good. It'll be easier for you. Maybe you deserve the win more than I do anyway. Why do you care? Rain had already started to walk away. My voice was weaker than it had been. The look of hurt on his face had sapped the venom from my bite. I was that little child all over again, lashing out at monsters with feeble human teeth. He stopped, turned back slowly. Why do I care? He repeated, indignant. Fair question. She knows why he cares. He knows why he cares. We, the peasants, are all aware of why he cares. Right. He took a step closer, unblinking. Why do I care? He rasped again. Are you a fucking fool, Araya? I wasn't expecting the desperation in his voice, like he was pleading for help. He scoffed. Or maybe I am. No, we both were. 
because I knew exactly why Rain cared, and I knew that I cared in all the same ways. Great. We're all on the same page. It's about time. Yes. She slides her blade back into her sheath because she realizes, no, a woman, a woman, no, a weapon couldn't protect me from this. She wants his blade to be unsheathed. Oh, no, he wants his blade to be sheathed in. Oh, yeah. Well, unsheathed and then resheathed in a different sheath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're going to be technical about it, yeah. Um, It's a multiple sheath process. Yeah, there's lots of lots of sheaths. Um, I mean, only one. Well, one to two. I don't know. There's lots of unsheathing. Yeah. Still, as the moonlight fell over his face, I drank in every angle of it. I had come to know it so well, and yet I discovered something new and captivating in it every time I looked at him. Make out. Make out. That's where I am at this point. Make out. Make out. Well. Anyways, I guess Dina wants me to cut to the fucking chase. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. And we close with, I wasn't sure what I intended to do or say when I approached him. But I threw my arms around his neck and kissed him. Boom. I'm Boom. so sorry Mike for job. rushing you through that moment, but that <sighs> did mirror when I'm reading. And I'm like, oh, fine, whatever, you're aching for each other, blah, 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 right. angles of his face, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, thank God we we're making it, we out. It. They have had, like, in the past, whatever it is, 12 chapters, a lot of I realized I care about him and I realized he <laughs> cared about me. That happened, like, <laughs> 10 times. It's like, yes, sweetie, yes, yeah, we've been through this. Anyway, now we will leave everybody with the question of what they could possibly do after this makeout sesh. And will it exceed even the cave scene? Perhaps? Mayhaps? Wow. And will it involve sheathings and unsheathings? Who can say? Here is the thing about another thing about the fantasy genre. It's extremely important. It's like canon. It's you cannot violate the rule that the first sexual interaction, no sheathing, no sheathing. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, true. You you never get sheathing the first time. So we'll see if we get sheathing the second time. We'll see. Only time will tell. Unsheathing and sheathing <laughs> and right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. The unsheathing is implied. All right. Well, I think that's about the end, probably. Um, But please join us next time. I will say we are probably, you know, your go-to podcast for scabbard-related innuendo. (laughs) I don't think you can find that just anywhere. No, we really cornered the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in exchange, we would love you to rate us five stars on your podcast of choice. Subscribe. Tell a friend about it. Text a friend about it. Text your group chat. Yeah. All of it. Uh, hit us up, faywatchpod at gmail.com if you have some insightful commentary or just like funny lols. Follow us on Faywatchpod, Instagram, and TikTok. A thank you to Lover Bygone, Good Air Music. And I think that's it. We'll see you next time. See, ya. see you next time.